Coming to you live from deep within a windy and rainy and sometimes also sunny radioactive meme land. We are the survivors of the alt-right kekpocalypse. The few, the brave, the bitchy once more wading into battle against the lobster hordes with Rant Zerker 116. Feminist bingo with Stuff Mom Never Told You Feminism 4.0. Boy, they, they like the awkward titles just like we do. Yeah, well, uh, the name... The name of the podcast overall, the series, is called uh, Stuff Mom Never Told You. And this specific episode we're looking at is called uh, Feminism 4.0. So maybe so this – why, why – why, uh, I was just – I mean, I don't – like, I'm not, like, a huge fan of making whole new shows. But but why don't we just start calling this just Feminist Bingo and just start numbering that? Uh, just out of curiosity. Uh, uh, how much – Anger did you just incite with that suggestion? Well, you know what? We'll 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 leave it up. Okay. Uh, as leave it up for consideration. Air, I, I leave it up for consideration. Changing the show from rant zerker to feminist bingo. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not. We're not always rant zerkering feminists. Sometimes no. We're, uh, that's why I'm saying well, sometimes it's not feminist bingo. That's like a separate animal. And, yeah, because um, sometimes we we go after people who do not identify as feminists but still seem to have the same attitude towards everything. All yep. right. Uh, do you want me to go through the card right now? I, I think I'll do that. Yeah, okay, let's find so... out what's on the card for today's bingo in order. All right. Okay, I'm glad you asked that completely <laughs> random question that was totally not prompted. Yeah. Ah, uh, today's feminist bingo card, starting from the top left, which is the card's top right, but it's our top left, and going across the row is incel slash MRA slash red pill slash right winger. It's the first top left square. The square to the immediate right is patriarchy. And then going forward, racism, toxic masculinity, trigger warning. The next row starts with misogyny, then goes to my wage wage gap, gender traitor, historical oppression, intersectionality. The third row starts with dictionary definition, then it goes to privilege. Then it is the free space with the uh, women with the fist. The feminist the, uh, uh, logo that looks like a woman punching inside of a uterus. Yeah. <laughs> Who the heck? <laughs> anyway. And then it goes to emotional labor. Feminism has no power. That completes the third row. On to the fourth row. Starts with ableism. Goes to black feminism. Feminism isn't a monolith. <laughs> mansplaining my body my choice and then the final row it starts with rape culture goes to body positivity one in four or one in five lgbtq one double a double p two it's i a p p two but that's okay go ahead i a a i'm sorry i a a did i just commit a hate crime yeah yes you did well there is no one that's that's like that's less than binary Okay. Oh, that's worse. Okay. Well, I apologize (laughs) to everybody who I triggered with my hate crime there. And the final bottom corner, bottom right corner is harassment, which is what this video is for everyone watching (laughs) what we're doing right now. All right. So let's, let's, let's just start. Okay. We're going to start. We're going to start by got to do an intro, the intro from the show. So you guys get a sense of what we're looking at here. Um, I had to hunt around for a podcast, and uh, this is the one I chose. So 
what, like, let's just get the intro so you guys get a sense. No, of wait, what wait, wait. We're I, I'm curious with. now. Why what? did you choose this one? Well, pray tell, sir. Okay, so first of all, it was between this and I'm not kidding. There's a podcast called How to Be a Girl, which is a podcast series with a mother and her transgender 10 year old daughter. And there, I I almost went with that one because it was the last episode I I listened to was called uh, Turning Eleven, and but it's just I can't even laugh at that. It's just awful. And I also like started to listen to uh, RuPaul has a podcast, and I almost went with one of those. But the problem is, is that there's a lot of chatter about shit I don't care about in it, and so I settled on this because. This podcast specifically, this one titled uh, Feminism 4.0, is about, uh, you know, what wave of feminism we're in and why feminism is still a dirty word. And and those those I guess those podcasts that are basically saying, why don't people like this term anymore? I just think that those are the best because a lot of the stuff gets listed off and you get like the sense that these are. Uh, they're not normie feminists. They're not like coffee shop feminists, like the uh, wake the fuck up ones. They seem to be more educated, but it's still pretty basic. And so, um, what the thing is, is that with feminist arguments, you've heard them so many times that you may as well just play bingo. And I'm actually going to do, do another level. I'm actually going to be drinking along with this. So I'm going to do bingo slash drinking game. I have a, uh, I have some booze here, so I'm going to see how far I get. So we're either going to get blackout bingo because I think we might, or we're going to get, um, I'm going to blackout. I don't know which is going to happen first. (laughs) Probably the, probably the bingo card, but I'm not joining you in that endeavor because I think, I think we might, that might just actually qualify as a dangerous workplace right there. (laughs) You can all, you can just drink, you can just drink tea. So it's okay. Yeah. I'm just going to drink tea, but I will drink tea. Like Kermit the frog. Like Kermit the frog with great (laughs) amount of quiet attitude. (laughs) I'm drinking this tea and I'm judging you at the same time. Mm -hmm. Judging you so hard. All right, but, let's, let's but start. But the, uh, the, the one with the trans kid, I might do some future time when I find one that – but that's that's definitely going to be a rage. That's not going to be hilarious. That's going to have rage. All right, so let's establish – we're going to set the tone with an intro. So here we go. Hey, this is Annie. And this is Samantha. And welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. So for this episode, which is kind of your your first official yeah, episode as full time host, my debut, right? Yeah, my official debut. Your official debut. I'm a pro at this now, y'all. Yeah, it just takes one. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do kind of a check in on feminism. Feminism. Yeah, what it means to be a feminist today. The F word. The F word. The dreaded F word. And this was your suggestion, Samantha. Um, you kind of wanted to. When I first came on, I did bad feminism. Right. Um, because that's something I struggled with a lot, right. um, and we're going to talk about that a little bit, but just feeling like I wasn't a good enough feminist. right? Um, so, yeah, we'll just check in. Yeah, I think it was important. Um, I was like, let's just kind of start the ball rolling again, because A, the definition changes. The uh, Not necessarily the main definition, but the outlook of it changes by generation by generation, essentially. Um, and it's kind of baffling how, even in this day and age, I have younger people, younger generations of mine, like in my family, who refuse to be called feminists, even though they're trying to work in fields that are pretty uh, 
sexist in, in general. And you're kind of like, wait, how do you not want to be known as a feminist in a culture that is going to use your sex against you? <laughs> uh, Allison, if you want to say something, you just got to start talking. It, they're not going to think they're going to think that that the work of feminism is incomplete until everybody identifies as a feminist. They use that as a reason why feminism should exist. I mean, that's so diabolically dogmatic. It's like the reason why feminism needs to exist is because most people don't identify as feminists. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we're not going to take that and actually introspect on why that might be. Maybe there's a bit more baggage than the dictionary definition of feminism that people yeah. reject out of hand. And I it just clued in that they're going to use any rejection of feminism as justification for feminism. Yeah, it's like that law, it, that law, you know, the mm -hmm. one that, 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 yeah, any any conversation about feminism justifies feminism. Yes, it's, and it's it, it's so tiresome. And yeah. the, the, the fact is that they're taking it as a matter of course that their female relatives are in careers that are sexist. No indication what that means. Mm -hmm. Or and furthermore, or again, there has never been any scientific proof for the conjecture that we live in a society that wants to benefit men unfairly over women. So proposing that a field is sexist against women is an extraordinary claim. And neither these women nor the feminism that they believe in has ever offered extraordinary evidence of that extraordinary claim. Mm -hmm. in, 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 in even in a subculture, much less, much less the overarching culture. All right. I, All I, right. I, I'm ready to hear more. Okay, let's hear more. Wait, wait, did we get a bingo? Uh, did we get bingo already? No. Um, we, we, we'll, no, 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 I don't think, I mean, technically they started talking about my dictionary definition, but I think that, yeah, that's, we got to get, we got a little, get more specificity. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to just jump on it because alcohol poisoning. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, we need to come back and have another, but I do want to, I do want to propose any, uh, people not identifying as feminism being a reason why feminism should exist or, or, or justifying feminism. Yeah. People refusing to identify as feminists justifies feminism. Just like people oh, refusing yeah. to identify as Nazis justifies Nazism. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, All right. Being another conversation, again, not necessarily for our listeners, because most likely our listeners already understand and are on top of it, but there has become a whole new label of like, what is a white feminist, you know, mm -hmm. and what is a feminist who is an ally? Like, it's just what, a whole a different what? label. What? She a says, feminist? no, she's saying, what is a white feminist? Because I, white, I heard waifumist. I'm like, what? Do yeah, you mean, like, she's somebody who's she's talking who a little believes fast. In the ascendancy of waifus. Uh, yeah, right. No, she's <laughs> so saying she's talking about she's talking about white feminism. So, but like they're they're basically breaking it down into into the sub the sub genres of feminism. It's almost like the sub genres of you know dubstep or something. So now, yeah, and especially with the fact that we have to be very very specific. Yeah, and. Doing the research for this episode, I've found that a lot of people are kind of confused yeah. about um, where we are, where we are with feminism. So yeah, let's get into it. And first, you know, I love a dictionary definition. Yeah, give me that dictionary definition. Oh, All right. All right. Here we go. We got my dictionary. Where is it? Um, where is it on the card? I know it's on here. 
There it is. Dictionary definition. Check. Okay. Because that's important. All right. Feminism is, one, the advocacy of women's rights on the basis of the equality of the sexes. Two, the theory of the political, economic, and social equality of the sexes, what I call the Beyonce definition. The Beyonce definition. <laughs> well, three, the belief that men and women should have equal rights and opportunities. And four, the doctrine advocating social, political, and all other rights of women equal to those of men. I'm trying to figure out how any of those are really offensive. Okay, I, well, why isn't the original, like, uh, if a bunch of Nazis had a podcast and said that Nazism is about the legal equality of white people with other minorities, which indeed they do say it is. And, uh, you know. Or and, they and said that, something like, you know, it's basically like the, uh, putting Aryans, um, trying to, di- to, uh, to uh, give back to the oppressed Aryans uh, because of their oppressors, the Jews, or something like that. Like essentially, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and, and if a, a Nazi podcast asserted the Nazism really is about equality for the white man or white person. Could mm-hmm. we not point to the history of Nazism and say, um, you know, you have a bit of baggage there. <laughs> and that is the actual, uh, what, what Nazism actually is in practice. And also what it was sort of founded to be. And you can't really just get away from that and then start saying, oh, no, 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 no. We're, we're really about equality now. Um, my dears. You have a history in feminism. You have a history in relation to the coining of the term. And mm-hmm. the coining of the term is explicitly thus. Society should be judged by the benefit it gives women. Not the benefit it gives everyone, not the benefit it gives men and women and children, just the benefit it gives women. Society's moral access should be women's benefit. So a good society gives women more stuff a bad society gives women less stuff that is the coin coinage that is what feminism was fundamentally foundationally uh, meant to mean by the person who coined the term charles foyer now you can say whatever you want and the dictionary definition can be whatever it wants to be but you have not actually proven that modern day feminism has gotten away from its roots as a system of judging society by how it benefits women. And incidentally, that is distinctly supremacist. I mean, if I said, let's create a society that judges how it benefits white people and nobody else, you would understand that that is supremacist. I mean, you could insert any group, how it judges black people, how it, or how it treats, how it benefits black people, how it benefits Jewish people, any group of people, that is a supremacist statement because you're essentially saying the great work of society is to benefit one group and ignoring the effect or the impact on every other group. So from its very inception, feminist was dis- feminism was distinctly supremacist, distinctly unequal. Mm-hmm. And there hasn't been anything that feminism feminism has done from its very inception, from the tender years doctrine that got that removed, that made it so that women exclusively got child custody and during the tender years over their husbands, not shared, but exclusive custody from that to the vote, which created a system of complete inequality, because once again, they were just judging society by how it benefited women. So they completely omitted all of the cost to men for their citizenship privileges. They admitted looking at that 
and they didn't give those costs to women when they granted them all of the benefits of citizenship privilege. Once again, the vote, granting women the vote, was another act of supremacy by the very explicitly supremacist-founded movement, feminism. And it, it's, 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 it's impossible and it's an inescapable conclusion to come, through, come to because women got the vote, the, all the citizenship privileges, without any of the citizenship responsibilities expected of men. That is a supremacist decision, a supremacist move. So from the very start, feminism has been supremacist, and every one of its actions has been supremacist. And furthermore, the, the dictionary definition, most of these definitions assume an observation about reality that hasn't been proven, namely that women are victims of inequality, mm -hmm. the, of, a, of an inequality that has no corresponding benefit to it. For example, not being able to vote, but also not being expected to serve the state in wartime. Or in, in, in many cases, what men were citizen men were expected to serve the state without even having the vote. So this is, I, I mean, I don't know where to go with this. They, do, they are ignorant about the history of their own movement, one. Two, they're omitting, they're hiding aspects of the, their dictionary definition, which is the assumption that women are always suffering, suffering from inequality. And three, there's no exit plan. There's no mm -hmm. point at which they actually look at the situation of men and say, oh, wait, maybe we've gone too far. <laughs> I mean, I would argue we went too far with the vote without yeah. corresponding privileges. Went too far probably with the tender years doctrine. But they're never going to look at the possibility that their belief system has gone too far. They, you can't even question their belief system. And their belief system reduces women down to victims of everything. And if you question that as a woman, if you question your role, your feminist role as a woman to be a victim, they will make you a victim. Mm -hmm. I wonder why your relatives don't want to identify as feminists. <laughs> wow, it's such a mystery. All right, okay. so we're going to jump ahead a bit now. Unfortunately, and I don't know why this is, um, the F player FM is not showing me the time codes now when I like mouse over it. So I got to kind of guess, guesstimate it. So for that, I apologize. Can I don't open it up in iTunes. Maybe uh, I don't have iTunes on uh, this computer. Um, so no, I'm afraid not. And there's no download link either, which I don't understand why they don't let me download it. Cause they like, it depends on where, where you go, but player FM does not let you download it. So uh, I'm mm. just gonna have to, but it's okay. I'll, I'll I, I should be okay. I'm just gonna. But yeah, it, it is problematic when you start thinking about it, and you have to watch yourself because yeah. you and I, like being in this podcast, I've oh, become yes. hyper aware yes. of the fact that you need to watch what you say. Yeah, and it's important, and it, it should it should hold you accountable. For um, sure. But to be under that kind of microscope, I'm like, oh, uh, uh, yeah, am I being a bad feminist. Yeah, I might be. Yeah, that was one of the first things when I was entering talks about would you host this was. Oh, I don't know. I it's all these really things. scary. It can be. <laughs> Quick aside, um, Lauren over at Saber, who's my, my coach. Just uh, okay. Jeez, so this is a great. This is a great advertisement for your belief system. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was. I, I thought this was a good one because it was them saying uh, they were talking about. Because we jumped a little bit ahead. Um, the uh, 
the the call out culture basically where you know i might they have to constantly self-observe and find out if they're doing feminism well if they're being bad feminists and they're it makes them actually afraid to make feminist content because they're you know being called out but they're treating it like a good thing they should say well everyone should you know be careful of what they say and and how they represent ideas and what they support and so on yeah this is bullshit this is more than just being careful about what you say because yeah, yeah fair enough but this is actively being afraid of your community that you're in because they're the moment you make a mistake they're gonna descend on you and tear you apart like barracudas like oh all right you know what ladies enjoy your side of the chasm i'll be on this side yeah really kicking back with my tea my very judgmental tea but you know i'll i'll everybody on this side of the chasm doesn't have to uh have to worry about being thrown off the cliff for saying the wrong thing mm-hmm. all right but <laughs> let me, let's continue down this road here a little bit over there, um, she was telling me about this comic book where it's like a matriarchal society and they say father f***ers instead of mother Oh, I like that. Are I you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Some, no, like... but seriously, why would they... Okay. I didn't right. know that. Is motherfucker a, a, an anti-woman thing? I, I, I think well, they just convinced who, themselves who that mothers? it is. Yeah, men do. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yes, like, fathers fuck mothers. Yeah, fathers. If they, well, they. I mean, a man who's not a father could fuck a mother. Yeah, but technically, uh, a man. Uh, <laughs> Mike pointed this out. A man who fucks a mother is a father. You know, it could not be a father, but in general, it's a father. So this is a prerogative towards fathers. Mm-hmm. So I guess their matriarchy really hates mothers. I guess so. Well, it's maybe strange they don't that, get, like, no, I think they've they convinced only get themselves. They like, 15% of the oh, time. Yeah, that's right, because that's the, if they were going to reverse everything. Somehow, I doubt that. I don't think that the suicide rates would be much higher in their, in their uh, fantasy matriarchy, so. Well, yeah, because they're not going to do it any kind of justice, because they their, their ability to analyze society is about a nanometer thick. That They can go about a nanometer deep. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, let's continue. Um, and our, our motto on this show is that we're always learning and growing together. But one thing, there are cases of like legit bad feminism, back, right. for example. <laughs> what was that? I said until you stab each other in the back. What a surprise that women are drawn to this this constantly evolving social battlefield. Like yeah, you know, it's it's interesting that the the you know in this podcast there's a lot of talk about uh you know how scary social media is, but they never address the elephant in the room, which is that you know social media is a space primarily controlled by women, like like Twitter and Facebook and you know places where you can be vocal about your opinions and Instagram and so on. Uh, that's like when the 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 um when there is blowback when call out culture starts when people start getting thrown under the bus and you know um they they get accused of things it's women mainly doing that stuff you know because it's sort of like the, it's where they it's where they they rule it's in the social you know when when they talk about where men tend to like congregate and talk it's usually you know YouTube where they're making videos towards and women are making a lot of videos on YouTube obviously as well 
or they're on forums and boards like Reddit and 4chan, but they kind of like stay away from what we call social media where you're like, you know, commenting on other people and sharing pictures and so on. But the, and, and that is where the call out culture tends to manifest. And oddly enough, you know, they don't identify that as something that women do. They identify that. And I've seen this a lot as something that social media does to people. Like, yeah. by it existing, it makes us into monsters. And I've heard this argument. Well, everyone makes that. Yeah, I'm like, no, this is the way we are. And this is just the tool, you know? Yeah. But the <laughs> other thing is that obviously this call-out culture is attractive to women who want the thrill of destroying someone socially. Mm -hmm. It's like, for, for them, destroying someone socially is like grabbing your gigantic war axe and splitting someone's head open. It's an enormous thrill for them. Yep, uh, And they, I mean, they may find it scary to wade into the field of battle with your, with your intersectional axe swinging. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't think they find it that scary, but they enjoy the feeling of crushing bone and sinew and the guts split out all over. They love that shit. Yeah. I mean, metaphorically. And I mean, I'm yeah. And about. they're ruthless too. I mean, it's a, a social destruction of another human being. That's what they love. And that's why they're drawn to this completely immoral, frankly, immoral call out culture. Like it's, it's immoral to just have this incredible indulgence in the destruction of other human beings. Yep. It's frankly repulsive. Like it's not even a, a situation where you are a soldier fighting for your homeland. You're just a goddamn criminal enjoying the thrill of murder. Mm -hmm. of social murder this is what we're listening to we're listening to two criminals justifying their thrill of social murder i i i guess that was a little bit too much you know that might be a bit well intense. they're they're not they're not necessarily celebrating it they're telling us that they that it scares them but they think it's it's uh it's a good yeah, it's it a good thing them. like it's a good thing because they want to be better feminists and so they think because that, they that that's the purpose yeah that it thrills them there's no like if it really truly scared them, if they were really truly women who aren't interested in this kind of thing, they wouldn't be in feminism. They wouldn't be enjoying call out culture, which is mm -hmm. an excuse to socially destroy people. They wouldn't be doing it. I mean, I'm I'm not going to give them the benefit of the doubt here. Mm -hmm. If they didn't like the battlefield, they wouldn't be on it. If they didn't like murder, they wouldn't be murdering people. They yeah. would be defending people against this kind of, uh, uh, this kind of extremely, extremely, uh, it, it's inconsistent. It, you know, I mean, call out culture really is just social bullying. Oh and yeah. They wouldn't, Absolutely. You know, it wouldn't, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be taking part in this. They wouldn't be taking part in policing other people's speech and then what the moment that somebody makes a mistake, they jump all over them and tear mm -hmm. them to shreds. They wouldn't be taking part in this. Okay, I, I've said my piece, so let's continue. Okay. Uh, I got a super chat. Ciara Flora gives us $10. She just sent this through, or he. I think it's a she, though. I had to stop listening to the brother podcast to this one that's called Stuff You Should Know when Josh Clark went on a rant about how men need to get some perspective in their birth control episode. Yeah, 
Uh, you know, I, I didn't know about that one. That could be a good one to look up. Um, I just did a search for popular feminist podcast, and this one is on that list. Uh, and and surprisingly, you know, they, this they didn't have like a, a super ranty podcast about about uh, you know female bodily integrity or whatever the fuck they would want to call it. But nonetheless, thanks for the super chat. Okay, let us continue. Ample turfs are trans exclusionary right. radical feminists. And that's a back and forth that we've had to talk about because I know a prominent author made a statement and was very, very exclusionary. And, yeah, yeah. And you got it. Why? You know what I mean? We're all in this together at some point. Something else I think we all struggle with is having a lot of us have memories of not being a feminist or not being a good feminist. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, absolutely. I was raised what to think that hell, feminism was... Did they was... define as a good feminist? Uh, you know, constantly being aware of... A, a good feminist, I think, they didn't define it. So they're not... They're, they, they get into that a little bit later. But uh, in short, a good feminist is one that is um, intersectional, basically. So you okay, have to... Do we you, have any bingos? I, I, uh, got, I got my dictionary definition. So far, yeah, I know we've already got that one. Uh, um, that's that's it. I propose but... being a good, uh, bad feminist, being a, or being oh, a good like a gender traitor. Yeah, gender traitor. Um, um, could be. I don't know if that quite gets to gender traitor yeah. level. I guess, I guess it doesn't. Uh, well, I I'm you know I I didn't expect definition is I didn't expect that one to be uh, on the card. The good what okay. what is a good feminist? But like it is getting to that point where. Uh, the intersectionals are, you know, drawing a line in the sand and excluding other feminists that aren't doing intersectionality. And they're even doing it to other intersectionals that aren't doing intersectionality well enough. There's purity testing going on, right? So mm -hmm. they mentioned TERFs briefly. And of course, um, most feminists will say the only example of a radical feminist is a TERF, uh, which obviously is ludicrous. And then there is, again, you know, non-intersectional uh, white feminists, basically where, you know, and, and feminists that are, that may not be those things, but still be, for example, um, you know, if they're rich and they're Hollywood celebrities and they're feminists, they'll say, well, you know, you're, but you're not a real, like you, you don't, you lose feminist points because, you know, you're rich and powerful and all that. So it it's just sort of like you know splintering in in a bunch of different ways. So oh, of course, because like I said, it's really about fractionalism and violence. Yeah. But uh, go back a little bit because she's starting to talk about something that you can grab onto, which is an anecdote. I think. Yeah. Let's let's go back. We all struggle with is having a lot of us have memories of not being a feminist or not being a good feminist. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I absolutely. I was raised to think that feminism was uh, well, to put it bluntly, a sin. Mm -hmm. You know, and even a small conversation that I've had recently, that was a conversation that feminism was the end of humanity and all oh, the wow. goodness. Like, yeah, and that yeah. it was a tool of Satan. Like, sure. That was actually quoted to me recently. Well, um, to be fair, Christians usually believe that you should center God's benefit, not women's. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing is that it, it, feminism very well may be what destroys the world, or at least our society. Because you are creating this narrative in which the most productive members of society are told that their productivity is killing society, killing the people that they care about, women. And that's a really powerfully, you know, it's a very powerful narrative. It's a very corrosive and powerful narrative. And if you keep promoting it, 
eventually you're going to either find that your most productive group of people, which is young men, 18 to 35, or even 18 to 45, you're going to find your most productive class of people starts being as productive. And as much as you think that we are just, you know, U.S. society is the end all and be all, there are other societies waiting in the wings for the U.S. to stumble. And if that happens, things will go down, things will go south pretty quickly. Um, And, you know, and it doesn't have to happen. But um, I don't think that society is going to sustain this level of like a schism in our, our beliefs about morality. Like Absolutely. I, I, I mean, I, I'm looking at today, yesterday we watched the not all men twilight episode. Oh, and twilight zone, twilight zone twilight, episode called twilight not, zone, not all yeah, men. Twilight, yeah. Well, actually twilight was a better, was a better love story. Uh, <laughs> but, um, so we're watching this and I've noticed that there's this increasing emphasis on this kind of extremely black and white moral, attitude towards the world so in other words the people who believe this stuff believe that if you're above if you are on the top of the moral caste system you're simply just right and better than everyone else below it which is basically a bronze age hierarchical structure their society except instead of subjugating people at the point of the knife they you subjugate them at the point of social ostracization by by call out culture well, yeah, you unfortunately we have a far a complex culture that requires a hell of a lot of more more nuance in our moral thinking than these people this group of people are automatically right and everybody else is automatically wrong. Mm-hmm. That is not going to that is not that is not a, the moral foundation for a complex structure. That is the moral foundation for a savage and undeveloped civilization that simply is is it just simply tribal this this cast this this these these cast members are right everyone else is wrong and everyone else sub, is subjugated to them well like there's a reason why diverse democracies are the most prosperous and it's because they have that kind of a moral nuance and because they inspire people to feel like they belong to something greater than themselves without losing their individuality. And we're going to lose all of that as these people, these moral hierarchists, construct their new society based on abs- moral absolutism, like these women. Yep. Okay. Okay, so I got another super chat from fresher luke hey luke what's up man he gives us ten dollars and he says where do you think the thrill of socially destroying someone comes into play in relation to the idea of the prestige economy and men's goal of climbing the hierarchy okay i think i actually think there's more of an inclination for men to capture um cooperation with other men than there is for women so there's a there's a demarcation here women tend to be much more territorial than men. I think that there's less. It's interesting because women are more territorial, but men can be more xenophobic. But at the same time, you know, and, and the, this is the nuance of the human nature. There's so many contradictions and eddies and different flows, and you really can't understand it necessarily with the kind of black and white rules of feminism or moral absolutists, you sort of have to have a wisdom when things, one thing applies and when something else applies. 
But uh, I don't actually think that men are really inclined towards call out culture because there is that instinct to cooperate with other men. But for women, they're, while they have, I think, a greater general tolerance for each other, they are a lot more, um, they don't, they don't feel like, uh, a lot of women don't feel like they can construct something in partnership with other women. When they do that, they are always looking for how they're being cheated by other women. And they, and whereas men have a mentality where they can see how setting aside their own personal interests to cooperate with other men in the future can benefit all. Um, or even they don't even see their own self-benefit as being the critical thing at issue or the critical mm-hmm. matter at, at stake. So they, they, um, so I, I, like I said, I don't think can call it culture culture is what quite as interesting to men. I think women are much more interested in this kind of social destruction. Um, and they're much more equipped to do it because yeah. for a lot, you know, we oh, all yeah. have that first experience of belonging that was mm-hmm. with our mothers. Yeah, I think that also uh, it seems that in general, when men try to start drama, rumors and so on online, um, it it, without evidence, it's less likely to get picked up, you know? Yeah, because a woman's word alone is evidence. Mm -hmm. And so that that is incentive right there to even create those, you know, kind of whisper campaigns because people aren't going to really challenge it in general. Uh, Okay, so we're going to move on to the next bit. Again, I've got to I got to kind of estimate. Because it doesn't let it's me. It's very liberal yeah. for the most part. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah. Let's go through jump in the to early, you know, late 90s or, little, uh, or the 80s. Sorry. It was changing for me. So, yeah. That's when I was like, oh. But I really was not originally a feminist. No. Yeah, I wasn't either. And I I, th- I mean, I didn't really know. I, I had the same associations that a lot of people have, which is why they don't want to call themselves a feminist, is that it meant, like, you didn't shave. and Right. All those kinds of ridiculous things. Right. Um, and for a long time, feminism. And yet, you know, there are like not not that this is the clip I wanted to go to. This is kind of dumb. But and yet you can find articles all over the Internet of, you know, women braiding their armpit hair and just all that's all like the crazy, you know, the new thing is growing your nose hairs out and coloring them like that's that is the stuff that isn't even worth responding to. But it is out there. <laughs> so, you know, let's not pretend like that's not happening. But well, put Dolores Huerta. you're more likely to be against shaving if you're a feminist. Yeah, you're more likely to be against it. That's I would I would argue that's true. OK, so I'm going to go back a bit we here. We have to continue and classist and ableist and. White. Oh, shit. Wait, yeah, there was a whole bunch of stuff there. Of <laughs> right. Um, Whoa, I think we just checked like seven. Dollars. Yeah, I know. I know. That's what I need. I need to play it again. And for a long time, feminism hasn't been intersectional it's been classist and Shit, ableist there we go and okay white. intersectional right it's there. been into okay intersectionality so we're just gonna okay i gotta take like three shots here intersectionality <laughs> and then she said classist which i don't have i don't think that's on here you didn't have it on this one no no but, okay, but um and no i didn't put it on here okay, keep um, going though yeah let's let's keep going she said it's white and uh something else ableism yeah, oh ableist that's right it's ableist uh yeah so mm-hmm. um, where is it where is ableism boom all right all right we're now we're going now we're trucking okay <laughs> well, it's been previously you need to pause a moment to take those three shots though yeah hold on a second 
my god. Uh, Please don't die, Brian. No, okay. Please don't As, die. When we look at the history of feminist activism, we have to continue to credit many women of color as being the pioneers of the fight. Uh, black, black feminism. Black, fem- That's uh, black, yep, feminism. black feminism. There you go. Okay. Let us continue. Got to give credit to the black women. And I think for a little while, they were kind of just erased yeah. um, as people who were making history and making oh, changes. Are you kidding and we- me? Uh, yeah, uh, really. Suffragettes were so racist. <laughs> well, they they they're, they're racist. Yeah, they do go into the suffragettes thing, which actually, um, because they do have a problem with the suffragettes' racism and how they excluded women of color. But all it, it all it means is that they're ultimately like it's it's sort of like it's um it is going to be an exercise in cherry picking, as it I think that's where the narrative is going when it comes to feminism's history. So there will be an acknowledgement of the racism of the suffragettes however then they're still going to say but they did get the vote and so they're going to give them credit for that and then they're but at the same time they're going to wag their fingers at them because well those were racist women and let's acknowledge the the women of color so it's a it's it this is how they're going to play it so that they don't make the suffragettes look bad while also getting taking credit from them credit they didn't credit for shit they didn't actually do but yeah <laughs> so. it's interesting how they'll they'll call out the racism but of course they completely just gloss over the foundational principle of that feminism is about judging society by the benefit yeah. that it gives women but that's just just like that's just water under the bridge we're not even going to address that that's that's just yeah whatever okay all right women like sojourner truth ida b wells shirley chisholm delores huerta and Organizations like the Mississippi Labor Union, which was created in 1866 by black women, who was the first labor union in that state. I mean, wow. they yeah, they should be celebrated even more and, and be recognized for what they've done for feminism in itself. I mean, at this time, I think uh, slavery was had finally ended and they came together and it was all black women. I think they were um, laundry women. I don't know what laundresses. Is that a um, thing? Interesting. Laundressists. Okay, so that's racism. I'm going to put that in there. Um, and yeah, so like that, that's another one on the list. So they, they're talking about the, you know, that they formed a, uh, a labor union, supposedly, and, and they must have done it because they're women. Uh, historical oppression has to get checked off as well. Um, I'm just going to point out here again, all of the things that they're talking about have no meaning except that it creates a moral caste system with some people on top. If these women were white supremacists, they would just be using different events, different logic, or not even logic, different assertions to prove that their particular group should be on. And it's, it's just as, as blank, it's just as plain and empty of all actual moral meaning is that these people are on top of the caste system. This is why. (laughs) <laughs> yep. Yep. I figured out the time code problem. I refreshed the page, so I think it should work now because now I can see it. So this will make Excellent. things easier for all of us. Uh, all right. So now we're going to jump ahead to. Um, you're on your sixth shot, are you? I yeah. One. Yep. I've I've had six. I've what had are you six. drinking, by the way? Um, it's a uh, vodka. Oh my yeah. god. It's a vodka drink. And these are you're you're definitely like this is like a full shot that you're taking. Yeah. 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 Oh my god. I'm I'm okay. Well, it's more like I'm just, you know, drinking from the container. Um, oh. so where was I? Okay. 
You're making me lose my concentration. All right. So here. Okay, here we go. Next clip. Black men for having a vote before them. Mm-hmm. You know, and some of the things that was said, it was just really horrifying and exclusionary. Yeah, yeah. And I have to say something also horrifying is when I was researching this, I well, I got really disheartened right. with all the top results. Because, I mean, like the first two were, you know, feminism, yay. Right. But the rest of them were all like anti-feminist, um, women against feminism, right. minimist. So yeah, so she basically says that she's like Googling because, you know, that's how you do research now. So she was Googling the word feminism, I guess, and she came with two results uh, or maybe feminist organization groups or whatever. And the top two were feminist groups. And then after that, it was like, oh, my God, triggered, you know, anti-feminist. Um, let me just play the rest of this. What? Well, we need to go get those uh, two. Feminists. What? We need to claim those top two. Yeah, yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, we do. Horrifying and exclusionary. Yeah, yeah. And I have to say something also horrifying is when I was researching this, I, well, I got really disheartened right. with all the top results because, I mean, like the first two were, you know, feminism, yay. Right. But the rest of them were all like anti-feminist, um, women against feminism, right. minimist. Mm. What? Uh, Meninist. I still can't. I'm like, that doesn't even to... make sense. Like, yeah. Why, y'all? <laughs> okay so oh that's God, um, okay no so problems right they, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna check off gender trader for this because they had a problem with women against feminism and mm-hmm. meninist you know i should have put meninist on here i think that could be its own thing because it keeps coming mm-hmm. <laughs> it keeps coming it's up a joke, you i know which is so i'm i gotta drink to that <laughs> nobody has created Nobody has created an ideology in which society should be entirely defined by how it benefits men. In fact, no one on earth has such an ideology. They still they I mean, still haven't figured out that that's a joke. You know how long this has been going on? Oh my god. I know. It's been going on for years. Okay, and I know they haven't figured it out as a joke, but it's a joke because nobody in the history of humanity has ever proposed such a thing. Yeah. Although it was proposed for women, Nobody in the history of humanity has ever proposed to have an ideology in which society should be judged by how it benefits men. Yeah. It has never happened and it never will. And there is no movement that is comparable to feminism on the men's side because there's no movement founded on the idea that society should be judged exclusively by how it benefits men. None whatsoever with Mm -hmm. no consideration on the situation for women. There is no mirror to feminism. Feminism is on its own. Its own black yeah. and white view of the world. Uh I'll I'll uh you know what actually though they did say MRA. So I will check that as well. We are there this week man this is like there's a lot of boxes and we better get freaking We're like only a third we're only a third into this. A third. So this is checking all the boxes, as it were. Um, okay, so let's... Oh, yeah, I'm going to play a little bit more. I love the bit. Parks and Rec, though, episode. I don't know. Did you watch Parks and I Rec? I did, yeah. yeah. And the last, like, couple... Of, well, I think it's the last season in which the Meninists come and fight for um, Ben. Because uh-huh. he's like, let Ben speak. And she's like, I just let him speak. And he's like, oh, okay, we, we just rode our bikes here. And it was just like a whole, like, comical of, like, calm down. Like, right. you want to talk about being enraged. This is one of those moments about being, a, like, a... Snowflake, as you can say. <laughs> oh no! Oh, what, did oh, just, what did she um, actually say? What when? What did who actually say? 
So uh, a comedy show had a comedy concept on it. Yeah. And she so there's a no, there's a she there's a show called Parks and Recreation that, that it's over now. And um, it was sort of like The Office, but it took place in a small town and their little like government, their little local government. And there was an episode that I stopped watching. I used to like that show because of Ron Swanson, by the way. Ron Swanson is the best guy on Parks and Rec. But anyway, I used to like that show. And I guess I stopped watching, but I guess in the last episode or the last season, rather, of the show, it's over now. There was an episode that featured men's rights activists, but they were called Meninists, I think, or they were called something else. But I think it was a it was actually meant to reference MRAs, not Meninists, because there are no men Meninists. So, and they were, uh, you know, they showed up to essentially chant for, to let the man, one of the male characters on the show, who's actually like this big beta nerd that everyone walks all over, uh, to like allow him to speak and. Um, the main character, who is uh, a woman, uh, Amy Poehler's character, uh, Leslie Nope, she says, um, uh, you know, I did let him speak. And they say, oh, well, we just got here on our bicycle. So essentially it's, you know, it's kind of like this uh, takes a jab at MRAs as a thing. It, 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 it's the way that most of these when when television acknowledges MRAs, they always do this, you know, this sort of. uh um, I don't know what you even call it. They they basically take the piss out of them, but you know that they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, I think the closest mm -hmm. thing to getting it almost right was that episode of Bones that we went through a while back, where you know there was a there was a but even then they were like you know made into like these like super conservative nuclear family you know which I don't really get because there are wife super conservative and, you know nuclear family advocates that yeah. are not us. Like, yeah. why are you applying their, why are you applying their shtick to us? <laughs> yeah. They don't, they don't, they often don't like us either. No, I no, mean, we, we have, a, well, no, there's a lot of people that are divided within the men's community on, on like, you know, their, um, their values, whether they're conservative or liberal, whether they're left on or on the left or on the right. I mean, that, that, but at the, at the, at the end of the day, we have like generally the same desires. So, you know, we work together regardless mm -hmm. okay. okay so I, I think we better we're gonna soon. jump we're gonna no no i'll be this fine i'll be fine this no is, i'm you think so i don't i don't know yeah i could hear it i could hear it oh, okay all right but continue Are my words starting to slur together <laughs> okay. no it's, it's, it's... so they go on a break this the they, they have a couple of uh sponsors well, that, was, uh, that was extremely onerous they yeah. have sponsors? Yeah, I know, right? They have, they have sponsors. Yes. Yes, they have sponsors. Oh, of course. Well, of course they have sponsors because, yeah, you know, we're the mainstream because, podcast yeah, and they're, and they're, and they're the alternative. The, they're the plucky underdog. They don't have nobody supporting them. All right, let's keep oh. going. <laughs> and we're back. Thank you, sponsor. So one of the things um, when I mentioned at the top, there seems to be some confusion. Right. One of the areas of confusion around feminism right now is has to do with what wave are right, we in? Right. And just really quickly, the use of waves to describe feminism is a little misleading um, because it suggests that feminism is a monolith and that these monoliths. Oh, oh, oh no, feminism no, isn't a monolith. Feminism is not a monolith. It is not a monolith. Mm. Okay. There is too much nuance, guys. 
too much nuance. You can't even conceive of the amount of nuance within this movement. And yet there except, is almost none. Except that there is one thing that no matter what flavor you chose, uh, you believe, which is something that's based on something that you cannot prove. Yeah, so. well, you basically see that every single flavor of feminism comes down to one thing. Society should be judged by how it benefits women. They may change in how they justify why society should benefit women, mm-hmm. should be judged by how it benefits women. They may change in that. I mean, there may be some particulars that are different. Maybe there's a, maybe there's um, the, the, the justification is because black people uh, equal women, therefore women oppressed, or women equal trans people, therefore women oppressed, or uh, women equal water lilies, therefore women oppressed, or women equal... I don't freaking know. I, I some other women equal uh, beavers, sex, sex dolls. Therefore, women oppressed. Yeah. So essentially, you know, the different brands of feminism appropriate the victimhood of other groups in order to bolster their claim that society hates women or is stig- or is set up against women. But they need that in order to justify why society should benefit women. Yeah. <laughs> but it all comes down to that. Oh my, funnily uh, enough, uh, just that as an, was the foundational thought. Just as an aside, Allison, because you mentioned the Twilight Zone thing. Did you happen to see the trailer for Batwoman? <laughs> no, I oh have my, not. Oh my God. Okay. Can we do an Focus. episode? No, I'm, I'm, I want to come back. Can we, can we go through that trailer on Friday? Because I, I don't have any, uh, or, or Wednesday. I don't know, depending if I get a guest. Because, look, it'll be a lot of fun. It's only two minutes long, and it has wall-to-wall cringe. I mean, it's just it's 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 a gift, Allison. It's a gift for us. It is. I know the people watching know what I'm talking about. Okay, but anyway, uh, let's right. uh, we'll come back to that. It's just a trailer. It's just a trailer. Okay. I, it's like a female version of well, uh, of Edward Cullen from Twilight was like born. He looks like a wow. it, the woman looks like a, a gender swap of uh, of the guy from Twilight. Now that I think about it, okay. But anyway, and it's interesting because the guy from Twilight was cast as Batman. I, I think that was a that was all part of their plan. It's forty chess. Okay. But anyway, uh, so fourteen fifty one. Let's go. Oh, we're we're still talking about what wave we're in. So we stopped at Monolith. You had me at Monolith, feminists. Crest and fall at clear points, which is not the case. It's also confusing because waves took place at different times around the world. So sometimes in different orders, like second wave feminism in America is equivalent to third wave in Europe, things like that. (laughs) Um, So according to a lot of folks, modern feminism is not in the fourth wave. Like there's no wave. It's just intersectional feminism right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a continuation of the third wave. There are a couple of things that are cornerstones of intersectional this. Okay, I'm pausing it here. We're going to go into like a little bit more about what because I think we might get some more boxes checked. But I like to call I don't like to call them waves of feminism. I like to call them stages uh, because cancer also doesn't just jump from one thing to another and there's no cresting and falling. It just kind of like moves along. And at one point you have to say, I think you're at fourth stage of feminism now. So I think we're in the fourth stage (laughs) Or the Fourth Reich, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Okay. But I, I like to say stages. I think that that's actually a, a more relevant. As someone who has himself had fourth stage cancer, I can tell you that this feels 
about the same, except that it's affecting the planet. So just to give you an idea of how bad things got. Okay. Anyway. Slash fourth wave right. of feminism. Um, queerness, body and sex positivity, and trans inclusivity. Right. Oh, shit. Hold on. We just got uh, a couple boxes. That should be LGBTQIAAPP2 and body positivity. Is that on here? I think it is. Yeah, there goes body positivity. Do we have bingo yet? Holy shit. I can't freaking believe it. Like, you're going to die before we get bingo. Okay. (laughs) All right. We're going to get a blackout instead of bingo. Oh, my God. And then Brian's going to be like. It's okay. "Mm." I'll be fine. I know. Okay, fair enough. But how is this stuff? I've been way drunker. Here's the thing with intersectionality. Body positivity, queerness, and whatever else they said. Trans, how does ex, trans inclusivity, I think. Trans inclusivity. How is it that this stuff doesn't affect men? I mean, this is what intersectionality really is about. It's about saying that this stuff is owned by women. Like, these issues are owned by women. And they're the ones who get to appropriate and exploit these issues as bolstering their claims to victimhood as women. Mm-hmm. And... It's like none of this stuff explicitly has anything to do with women. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what, guys? I'm sorry. At the very beginning of the podcast, at the very beginning, and I'm really sorry I missed this. She gives a trigger warning. I swear to God she does. I can go back and even get it, but she does do that. I, I remembered because when I was listening, I was like, oh, shit, trigger warning. So I checked it. Um Okay. Okay, so anyway, let's continue. If you need me to prove it, I'll go back and find it, but uh, I think you'll trust me on that one. Definitely does do it, though. You can listen to your to it yourself. And another important aspect of it is that a lot of it takes place online, like hashtag me too, or um, or it's conceived online. Right. Yeah, it's kind of like when the cancer like spreads into like a, like your brain, and then it really gets bad. <laughs> it's like the same thing. Like the women's march. Right. Mm-hmm. It's also largely concerned with justice for women and other marginalized groups. And okay. I, I, Go ahead. You're not concerned with justice for women anymore because none of your issues have anything to do with women anymore. Body positivity and queer and trans that hasn't. There are trans men. There are queer men. There are fat men. There are black men. There are black men. Mm-hmm. None of those issues belong to you as white women. And yet intersectionality basically says that they do belong to you as white women. That's the purpose of intersectionality is to create this moral caste system. So you are on the top as a white woman, as the advocate for all of these issues to the politically powerful, um, you know, and uh, and then below you are all the priests of the various sub-victimhoods who deliver onto you your power. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this is a regression in our society. (sighs) Yep, yep. I'll play the rest of this clip. In 2014, uh, some internet trolls tried to launch a uh, fourth wave of feminism that was pro-sexualization, pro-skinny, and anti-fat. Really? Yeah. Were they men, these roles? Or was it done I by women? I would assume. Well, of but course yeah. they would be men. Because, <laughs> only a man you know, would do men, that. Only a man would be so horrific. Like, Isn't it interesting? And then they turn around and say that men, the feminism isn't about man-hating. Mm-hmm. Isn't it interesting that uh, 
they 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 say it's trolls that started this and that it was about uh you know uh thinness and sexualization as though women don't themselves like kind of favor that also it's as if there aren't women that are thin and like being thin as if there aren't women that want to be sexual that are that work in sex that are like sex workers or they're in the sex industry or they're in porn yeah, I or think whatever this is basically against the sex worker oh yeah um and the thing is that women's ideal changed before men's men's ideal used to be more curvy and then women were the ones who were like oh twiggy is so beautiful and then a generation later men's ideals started to conform to women's thinner ideal but that's that's when you look at you look at the beauty ideal it's women who decide it first and then men who follow along mm -hmm. uh, and it's it's like and uh, and it's the reason why is because i think it's really about who other women admire i mean for for we're we're not really as hierarchical as some species but in general people of the same social rank tend to get together and when women decide that thin women are the beautiful ones they are going to be more attractive to the men who are a higher social rank but it's the women who decided it yeah. who decided who was on top to begin with and then that's just lost to the miss the miss of history all of women's actual control over social phenomenon like the beauty ideal all of women's social control over things like a religion just lost and and the, the whole process of losing our ability to see how women affect the world around them isn't considered by these women to be its own form of pro well its own kind of problem let's say a mm -hmm. big problem yep okay uh, okay uh let's see i don't have any super oh yeah no i did get a super chat i'm sorry uh fresher luke again he said thank you i just gotta move some things around down the whole bottle in one go brian and gives us two dollars well i i'm not gonna do it for two dollars <laughs> please don't besides i want to but but i i appreciate the the enthusiasms that you're uh pushing it on me okay so I'll play the rest of this clip and then uh, we only have like jump ahead a bit because they kind of like ramble a lot. I mean, okay. I'm sure probably. I mean, the big back and forth about the pro skinny anti fad has been a thing back and forth for a little while. Um, the whole gap challenge and all of that. I know that happened like three years ago. Is that right? Yeah. And it was. How about just let women do whatever they want? And if they decide that they just want to be fat, then let them be fat. But that doesn't mean we should praise them for it. And that doesn't mean that men have to like it. And if they want to be skinny, then let them be skinny. And again, that doesn't mean we have to praise them for it. And that doesn't mean that men have to like it. You know, it's like they they want to control. Controlling. Yeah, it's about they want to control people's uh, opinions. And and actually that comes out that comes out pretty blatantly a little bit later. Uh, let's let's jump ahead because I'm not going to um Yeah, it's getting a little bit. boring. I know. I want to jump ahead to something a little bit interesting. The the, the frank the tra frank truth is every time you listen to this stuff, there are no new ideas. Nope. That's like, why no I, that's why we have a bingo card. And it's actually like that's it because you can kind of like you know what's going to come out and you you like it would be great if I if I listened to one of these and I listened to a lot of these. It'd be great if I listened to one of these and there was a perspective that supported an argument that I always hear that made me think about the argument in a new way, but there never is. 
ever. It's all just yeah. regurgitation. It's all regurgitation. The only, thing, the only thing new, the only thing new that feminism does is acquire new victimhoods. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's like this goddamn corporate monolith. All it, all it's, it's it's newness. It's it's its whole concept of being new is just to acquire a new property and piss all over it. Yeah. And that's that's not actually new. Your all your intersectionality and all of your various sub flavors of victimhoods that you've acquired for yourself. It's not new. That's that's not being new. That's not being creative. That that's that's being like Nazi Germany and annexing Poland. Mm -hmm. All right. Let us uh, continue. An increased maternal mortality resulting from harmful practices. And we could link that to today's discussion about abortion laws and abortion. Okay, so I'm going to stop for this for a second. I did skip ahead past this bit, but they talked about something called femicide. Um, and it, it's crazy because I don't want to play this too long. But, I mean, I could. I could go back and play some of it if you want. But basically... Well, they're, they're encroaching on pretty dangerous territory if they're going to yeah. talk about femicide. Because well, that's that seems it. like they, it's hate speech towards certain groups of people. Well, they talked about femicide and the, basically the way it's framed is femicide is when a woman is killed by a man because she is a woman. But the problem is, is that it is impossible to determine in a lot of cases that the reason why a woman might be killed by a man, and it could be also applied to a girl or a baby or something, it can be difficult to determine that the, that the reason is because he hates her because she's a woman. Or... And then they do what they, they they actually talk about how many times female uh, newborns and babies are killed. And they call that femicide. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Who's killing them? Uh, do you really think that men are going around throwing their babies at walls? Because I, I, I mean, I'm i sure it happens somewhere. But come on. You're telling me that that's not like women aren't doing that to their own babies well, sometimes? Here's the thing. That femicide is happening in cultures where boys are insurance policy, policies for the old age, for old age. Mm -hmm. And furthermore, if you actually look at the infant mortality in our society, there is a very strong argument to say that we are practicing homicide against baby boys. Yeah. Because the rate at which baby boys are being born or killed is higher. Or sorry, the rate at which baby boys are being born is lower than it is around the world. And the rate at which they're being killed as infants is higher in Western societies. Mm. So you can point to these other societies and say they're practicing femicide, but these are societies in which boys are literally an insurance policy for your old age. So what's really happening is parents are out of economic necessity choosing to put their resources in, in the group of, or the, the, the people, their children that they know will support them or be expected socially to support them in their old age. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening. But mm -hmm. in the West, we just hate boys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, are the, because uh, there's no, there's nothing like that in the West. There's no real strong social pressure aside from just disliking boys to kill them. And um, the, uh, the thing I wanted to mention is the reason why they, they think femicide is, is a thing is actually because we think that the appropriate victims of violence are men. So when a woman is subjected to violence, we think it's because she's a woman. Yeah. They exactly. yeah, again it's because we so strongly believe that men are the appropriate victims of violence. It's right. such an innate belief in us that when someone kills a woman, we're like, "Well, why didn't he choose a man?" 
It must be because he hates women. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's never addressed by these individuals. Nope. Uh, okay, so let me see. Oh, yeah, right. Abortion. Abortion bans. Because obviously this is a big concern mm -hmm. of what these laws are indicating and what could result is more maternal deaths. Um, and we already know people of color, uh, black women, are more likely to die yeah. from the lack of health care and from the lack of um, medical attention. So this is really, really problematic. And so the discussion of femicide is are we <laughs> enabling them more and more? Mm -hmm. And this is, again, I think why I get really passionate when we talk about feminism as a need. Mm -hmm. And it should be called feminism. It needs a label. It needs a title because it's too big to just generalize. Mm -hmm. Although feminism, I guess, could be generalizing whatever. But the fact that it... Okay, I'm just pausing it there. Uh, we got a My oh, Body, God, My Choice. Abortion. And yeah. uh, the label thing... Um... I already, I guess I already covered that in, uh, in another just, way. So I, I'm just so freaking bored with the, the abortion discussion, the abortion debate. I yeah. mean, I had like a two tweet argument with a feminist and it literally she tweeted something sort of at me and I responded and then she just went completely radio silent, probably mm -hmm. blocked me. Mm -hmm. And what she tweeted at is I just don't want men to be in any way involved in, 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 and deciding about abortion. And I'm like, if men were the ones deciding about abortion, you'd be more likely, it would be more likely to be something that's completely uncontested right that women have. If it were up to men, it would, abortion would be more likely to be a completely uncontested right that women have. And then she had nothing to say to that because statistically it is the truth. So, I, you know, the only thing that I want to say about this abortion debate is, ladies... Other women don't want you to have the ability to have an abortion. Mm -hmm. They, like you, want to decide what you get to do with your body as a woman. And, and it's so funny because they will do the same thing. Like these women will, will in being a quote-unquote good feminist, call other women out with, with, for what they do with their bodies. And then they don't like it when it's returned, the favor is returned by pro-life women. Mm. I forgot to but drink for a, a couple, but... I just did. Uh -huh. Sorry. Okay. Okay, so let's continue. Um, I hope we get bingo before you die. Oh, no, I'll be, I think we will. I don't know what happened. Uh, OBS dropped and then it came back. Um, All right. Uh, it, it's back. I don't, I don't know why that is. So we'll, 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 well, anyway, we'll continue. I'll go back a little bit. Well, no, actually, you didn't miss anything. I paused it as soon as no, I got I the notification. Yeah. The slut walk. Mm -hmm. Me too. Time's up. Yes, all women. Um, Emma Watson's He for She UN campaign, One Billion Rising, and the, the Woman's March. Right. But it does have some problems. Um, Call-out culture is one thing just because it can make movement uh, appear hostile. Right. Oh, look at that. So they have criticisms. I mean, the shit they're okay with is kind of shitty anyway. The Women's March, Me Too, you know. Women's March is like uh, it's completely directionless and it's uh, based on some bullshit that um, it doesn't, you know, didn't did not happen the way they think. And of course, uh, hashtag me too is destroying people. Um, it's a it's a giant sledgehammer that's just like ending people's careers and stuff. But, you know, now we're going to get into some of the bad things, which are more like side effects. So 
It sometimes is hostile, and it can keep potential allies away or silent. And this isn't to say something shouldn't be called out if it's wrong. Right. But it is something that I think, I mean, I hardly ever tweet because I'm like, what if people could read this in a way? It's such, such a, like... I petted a cat today. I'm like, oh, God. Right. I mean, the whole, I think, and I know that was a conversation about uh, social media warrior. Oh, that what it is? Okay. <laughs> Make a point. I know. I know. Um, and it's good that we do call each other out, but it becomes so hostile that it becomes uh, feminist versus Excellent. feminist. Yeah. Or even to the point Excellent. that when people are. Keep doing that. Yeah. Keep doing that. No, no, no but- Seriously. Keep increasing the level of misery, the gr- background radiation of misery in your in your culture, because it's a great selling point for us. Yeah, you, you, they can also, you know, you guys can probably still blame uh, patriarchy in some way for that. Like, yeah, well, I was going to say, you know, that they're in a bit of a pickle here because these ladies, I mean, they can't go <laughs> men, men, men is the blame. <laughs> they can't do that. No, that's uh, why they're it is other that, women that they're dealing with. Yeah, that's why they're doing it with like kid. They're handling it with like kid gloves, right? They're like, oh well, yeah. you know, some of the one of the problems is there is a little bit of an overreaction from like call out culture. You know, it can get a it's little just, bit uh, aggressive, but sometimes though, it's just people being defensive. And you know, when you write things, some the written word looks. You know, sometimes it's hard to tell whether it's something offensive or not. By the way, if men criticize us, though, they're just being misogynist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like this is such a it's a, such a childish so uh, psychological phenomenon. Uh-huh. They actually are afraid of other women, and they they hate what other women are doing. But they project it onto men because it's easier to bully the person below you than it is to stand up to the person stepping on you. Yeah, and that's all this is. And um, and I just want to say that. I don't know if this came through originally, but feminism has nothing for women who do not want the role of victim. No, it doesn't. All right. I got a super chat from Catherine Scully. She says, I saw on a Facebook post, I saw a post on Facebook that said, teach your son to be a gentleman, teach your daughter to accept nothing less. Well, of course, that's pretty normal. And that doesn't that doesn't have to be a feminist statement. That's just like a general sentiment. That's the way we are, you know, in general. So, all right, I'll play the rest of this clip here. Ogs or wink something. It feels hostile. You know what I mean? <laughs> Social media is so strange. Social, but it's that's the problem. It's like you don't doing a text back and forth. There's so much leeway from miscommunication and sure. misunderstanding. Uh, one misquote is just can take you down completely. Sure. All right, so let me just jump ahead. There's just something about that. Um, we'll go to here, 2401, where they talk a little bit about uh, people doing feminism wrong. And ableism, because yeah. who can afford the technology? Who, can, who has the time right. um, of feminism? Mm-hmm. So companies being like, aha, we can make money off of this, right. which is kind of antithetical to feminism right. in a way. Right. Um, and also technology that because it uh, it's dependent it's dependent on technology it impacts who can participate right and exacerbates the classism and ableism because yeah. who can afford- isn't that ridiculous it's classism that uh companies use social media to promote feminism because poor people don't have the internet like do you 
Do you, <laughs> do you realize that that in my neighborhood there's like Section Eight housing, which is basically like publicly funded housing. All the people who live in those houses have the internet and they have cell phones and they have computers. Like it's 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 so weird that to make that assumption. Oh, you know, those poor those poor brown people that are feminists, they they can't be a part of the conversation because they don't have their, you know, because of classism and corporation. <laughs> it's so silly. But anyway, for the technology, who can who has the time, right? Um who can use it? Right. So that that's a concern. And um another criticism I've seen is celebrities being at the forefront of a lot of the public perception or understanding of feminism, which means mainstream feminism is affluent and white again, right. classist um, and white. And you and I talked about this earlier about Alyssa Milano. But Who the hell do you think you guys it. are? <laughs> yeah, right, with I your guarantee sponsors. You're affluent and white. You know, sponsors, totally mainstream. What the heck do you, where do you think you're getting off with this nonsense? Yeah, really. Like, I mean, I live in a rural area, which in in many cases there is, there's a more poverty in rural areas. And we also have the internet, by the way, ladies. Mm-hmm. I know that might be surprising to you that that's the case, that poor people can have the internet. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Do poor people have interior plumbing? Do they yeah, have interior um, plumbing? We're, Do they have toilets? We're going to go with privilege on that one, by the way. So I'll drink to that. But go ahead. Oh, God. Just the, the level of arrogance is astounding mm-hmm. that these, these women have. The level of the sheer level of arrogance. And the other thing is that I'm listening to them, and none of the things that they're actually talking about really affect women. They're all appropriations of other groups' victimhoods and appending them to women. I mean, have they even talked to, well, I guess they think that body positivity body positivity only affects women because mm-hmm. it's not like men are injecting steroids or starving themselves or or over exercising or doing any of these other things and in fact statistically it's actually been shown that that young men have a, have body positivity issues too and may have more than women than young women they have image they have self-image issues it, yeah they have self-image issues but also body po- well Self-image issues. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. On par with women. So that's not an issue exclusive to women. None of the things that they've brought up are issues exclusive to women. But what happens is that they, like the blob, consume them and they basically cut something like racism in half. They take the half that they're interested in, Mm -hmm. make the other half worse and ignore it. Yeah. So they they don't actually get rid of racism or even challenge it. None of these women will. They actually make it worse. They just appropriate what's interesting to them, which is how it can frame them as victims, and then they just let the rest of it go and get worse and and mm-hmm. and fall into into worse and worse series of decay. And they they don't actually address the issue. I mean, this is what's so freaking amazing is this this action by these women and feminism is like a, a predatory company going into a poor country, consuming all of its resources and leaving toxic pools f- for them to clean up. Yep. That's what it's doing. And the toxic pools, like it, it, it consumes racism 
when it comes to the black black community, but it only can only concerns itself with racism as it touches black women. So by only concerning itself with racism as it touches black women and calling black men the white men of their communities, we never have to actually deal with any kind of racism as it affects black men, like the systematic removal of black men from their families and communities or imprisonment. We don't really have to deal with that because the only racism that matters is the racism that's useful to feminists. Mm-hmm. Oh man, this is sickening. Like it's yeah. it, it's they're so self-righteous about the the horrors that they're enacting. Oh yeah. No, no, they 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 they're convinced that they're not creating any problems, that they're just identifying them. No, we're girls. We're the, always yeah. we can't be responsible for anything. But the, <laughs> the the instruments they're using are doing damage. By the way, it's a bit weird to bring up the blob after we talked about body positivity. But okay, Allison. Um, let's, let's move on. It was a sex strike and I was like, what's happening? And there's been a lot of controversy back and forth on her and how it is ableist and it is, um, very much heteronormative ideas. Um, oh, wow. The sex strike is ableist and heteronormative. What? <laughs> you just keep eating each other. <laughs> it's it's like fucking glorious. This is what we were right, talking right. about and how. Oh, and apparently it's white to go on a sex strike too. And that's a black woman, by the way. The the two women on this podcast is a black woman and a white woman. So, oh, they don't have a trans woman. I, I guess no, they didn't get the kid. No, they're, they're not. They they're not. Uh, they aren't doing feminism very well. They're not very intersectional at all, actually. Like an exclusionary for many others. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong. I mean, you should definitely try. For me, I'm a little confused. <laughs> You should definitely try to not have sex. I, I mean, like if that's something you're <laughs> passionate about, I guess oh, okay. go for it. But I mean, huh? But that's just me. That's just me. Oh, Jesus uh -huh. Christ, Brian. Can we can we just skip forward? Okay, okay, okay. Is there I'll, anything I'll more in here? Yeah, 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 yeah. There is a lightning round. So we can um, jump ahead to 31 minutes and 40 seconds. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates oh, so you freaking... never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective. Wait, that's their ad. It's ZipRecruiter. Where's the... What's ZipRecruiter? Is that like a... That's their sponsor. They, they I don't know what it is. They have a sponsor, which is an employment app? Yeah. Like, how is this even... How can they even, <laughs> with a straight face, say that they are not mainstream? Mm, I don't know. They're so oh, I think I know what I did wrong. It's 3040 then, maybe. Not 3140. Okay, all right. I'll give you past Children and the lifestyles as of, you know, this this time and age. But that's the problem is like there there's people who are so cut and dry. It's like if you're doing this, then you're doing it wrong. Right. And that's that's problematic in itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, man, I, no, I think I I think I was right. Let's just go. I'm sorry, Allison. Sorry, dudes. I'll find it. I'm, oh, yeah, we wanted to end go. with the question of why we still need feminism because I've seen, and I'm sure a lot of people have seen, well, men and women because are equal are still now. There are victimhoods out there for you to explore. Yeah. That's we have to we have to find new ways to create victimhood no matter what is accomplished. That's why it will never end. So I don't know why we still do this. Well, it's not true, but yeah, we still aren't equal. Uh, we don't make the same pay the same work of Boom. Course you never my wage gap as long as you Boom. uh let me drink i the fuck we still don't have bingo how the hell
tell, okay, you're you still never tell gonna be girls that their value is in their looks and their as mm-hmm. you embrace the identity of victim. Mm-hmm. You are only ever going to look for what confirms your no, identity. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was just going back a little bit. Uh, so oh, yeah, we still do that. Maybe I'll just write as it goes. I don't know. Yeah, we, we still aren't equal. Uh, we don't make the same pay, the same work. Mm-hmm. We still tell girls that their value is in their looks and their sexual desirability to men. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do that all kinds of ways through our media, through our clothes, the toys we market to girls that for a long time have revolved around motherhood domestic life um we can't walk around the streets expecting the same level of safety or comfort oh sounds like rape culture what the fuck are you talking about every time i leave the same level of safety standards of the fact that go ahead comparing yourself to what are you comparing (laughs) your experience to men are far more likely to be murdered and rape is we don't even know we got bingo we don't even know Thank fuck we got bingo. Okay, so we don't have to deal with this anymore. It's done. Let's go to the after show. All right, we're going to go into the after show. All right. uh, Thanks, guys. They they actually, um, there is a little bit more. This is, I honestly, I think that this almost fills every box, almost. But uh, thanks, guys. We managed to score bingo. I should drink also, by the way. Mm. Um, We're going to head into the after show. If you want to be a part of the after show, uh, you have to go to feedthebadger.com and become a badger yourself by going to feedthebadger.com, which is uh, down at the bottom of the screen there. And uh, that'll get you into the Discord uh, for a few shekels. You can also do a one-time donation. Does that get them into the Discord too, by any chance? I don't know. So It doesn't. No, you have to actually oh, okay. become a subscriber. A monthly subscriber. Yeah. So just do that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, be sure to hang out with us in the after show. Uh, also... Uh, real quick, before we get out of here, I want to thank you guys for coming on and playing bingo with us in the drinking game and stuff. And uh, also hit the like button, subscribe to the channel if you're not already, and hit the bell for notifications, as well as leave a comment with your thoughts on this podcast. There is a link to it below so you can listen to the whole thing in context so you know that we're not misrepresenting their views. I think you guys know that we're not misrepresenting their views. <laughs> I mean, how could we misrepresent their views? They, their views do not change. I mean, the, the sound of the voices change. The feminist starter kit changes. Yeah. I guess sometimes you have a black woman and a white woman. Sometimes you have a black woman and a white woman and a trans woman. Sometimes you have an Asian woman and a white woman and a trans woman. Sometimes you have a, a gay guy and a mm-hmm. black woman. And, a, you know, it's the, the, the voices change. The, the, there's, they sometimes do a palette swap, but yeah. nothing changes about their views. Nope. Nothing is added and nothing was lost. So anyway, with that said, I'm going to get out of here. Thanks guys for coming on the Brant Zerker slash bingo hour. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.